two opinionated women with strong views they aren't afraid to express chat loudly about current affairs, families, life, and everything else that's on their minds. Perry Wise Women, the podcast, is Kelly Finlayson and Jackie Matthews laughing, sharing, and sometimes crying their way into listeners' hearts and minds. Join Kelly and Jackie and their occasional guests for a weekly escape from reality to their zany world on the Ballerine Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. Hi, Cal. Hi, Jack. Here we are again. I love talking to you. <laughs> I love talking to you and our special <laughs> guests. It's always nice to have a special guest so we can uh, get the conversation. Oh, so we don't have to just talk to each other. <laughs> and, and not, you know, just like take it away from ourselves. So um, let's, let's just introduce Karen straight away because we've already been chatting and um, Karen has formed a group on Facebook. So I'm going to let you do all the talking, Karen, about the group so you can start off by letting us know. What is the group called? Hi, everyone. So, yeah, my name's um, Karen. We Well, the group is kind of attached to a book that I'm researching on the music concert gig history of the Colandina Hotel in Ocean Grove. And because I'm collecting stories from all different kind of perspectives, it felt like it made sense to start up a bit of a Facebook group. So, yeah, what is it called? Music fans of the Colandina, I think. Yes, um, it is called Music Fans of the Colandina. <laughs> Did you already, had you already started doing all the research and stuff like that prior to forming the group? So the book's a little, A little group. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. We had just sort of started sniffing around and anyhow then we thought, oh, let's kind of reach out a little bit more and that's how the, the group kind of started and there was a, such a lot of excitement. I think I put a post up first on one of the Ocean Grove community notice board and that was, like, really, really popular and people were just coming at me with all these different kind of, you know, excited stories and things. So we thought, oh, let's make a group and, yeah, we can share these stories. So, yeah, that's how it, that's how it started. Awesome. And so why, what's your, what's your why? Like, why did you choose to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so when we first moved down, we've relocated, well, we moved down here about 15 years ago. And I used to do like an exercise group in the boathouse, which is that building to the left of the hotel. That's where all the bands were. And I used to run around there and we used to think, God, this carpet's really gross to be doing sit-ups on and push-ups and everything and people used to talk about the bands that played there but I thought oh they just would have been cover bands I didn't really take much notice then all of a sudden we weren't allowed to exercise there anymore because apparently it was structurally unstable so we had to find another home and then I started hearing about all these amazing bands that played there so really big international acts like Tina Turner, Simple Minds, The Gun Club, UB40, Bob Geldof, and all your, like, amazing Australian bands too, In Excess, Aussie Crawl, Mondo Rock. There's just so many of them, Cold Chisels, so many of them. And it was- I in, Karen, and asked, yeah, sure. did you know that with the, the local bands, the Australian bands, most of them were coming down the Colandina just to jam? They weren't advertised and we just happened to, we were in the bar and it, it had, you know, leaked around Ocean Grove that, you know, 
men at work were going to be there or Aussie Crawl were going to be there or Jack Breathe because, oh, no, it's not James Rain you love. Who is it you love, Jack? Yeah, it is James Rain. James Rain who you stalked, yes. And... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so they were never, it was never actually advertised. So we would just show up and and it would be a full house. So that's why I just wanted to, yeah, if you knew that, that, that was just a jamming session. I, I did hear that a little bit, but not ex- exactly that. Like yeah. I did the Skyhooks. So when they reformed and had their concert in the 80s, they weren't allowed to actually advertise it till the day before. It hears some stuff like that. So, yeah, so that that is cool. But, yeah, mm. so. Like, we're really curious. It wasn't just like a touristy summer venue. These bands would happen all throughout the year and all year long. Absolutely. Yeah. My brother, he went to the ACDC concert and he still can't hear out of his left ear. And he's now in in his mid 50s. And it, yeah, it burst his eardrum. Well, I really. Standing right next to the speaker, and I said to him, "You're an idiot. Why? Why would you stand there in an ACDC concert? Anyway, he's well, not dead. So. <laughs> I would really like to talk to your brother because we've heard. Well, we heard the rumor that ACDC have played there, but we haven't been able to kind of verify. Oh. Love oh. to talk to your brother. Yeah. So, from a historical music perspective, because I love music, and this really put Ocean Grove on the map and it was like a really amazing era. I wish I didn't live here. I didn't go to a single concert here, but I wish I did. I thought, you know, this will be so cool to kind of collect all of this information and put it together and, you know, from a historical perspective, from a music perspective, from, you know, Australian Ocean Grove cultural perspective, we thought it'd be really cool. So yeah, yeah. so that's well, my why. friends and I. Most most of us were all underage, so we got in. I think I told you this on Facebook. So my brother in law was one of the local policemen. They'd let us in, and yes, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> he'd have amazing <laughs> stories from behind the scenes. Yeah, he used to say, "Now Kelly, promise me you're going to drink water." <laughs> like, yeah, right. I go, of course I am. Or, and he'd pick us up afterwards. We'd all be absolutely smashed. But anyway, <laughs> take us home. But, yeah, so that was um, a lot of us were underage and nothing was ever done about it. So, oh, And the other yeah, thing yeah, I was I butting in and say before I let you go completely <laughs> to talk about your thing is do you know that, the, and you probably do because you did um, exercise classes in mm. there, that the mezzanine floor used to bounce when people were up there dancing. It was so so badly made that it would just bounce and there'd be people underneath dancing yeah. as well so yeah yeah um, and drinks used to get spilled on people <laughs> glasses thrown <laughs> jimmy barnes climbed up there and mm-hmm. yes. um, did a infamous non-jump <laughs> he threatened to jump but he didn't fall through and i think <gasps> Someone might have been from the hard-ons or the meanies climbed up into that boat that was suspended from the ceiling. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, a few people have jumped off the balcony and yeah. stuff as well. Yeah. So the balcony features a lot in everyone's stories. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, we, we, how good would it be to regenerate that like just to bring it back you know like it would be so great Um, but I know I've spoken to the people that run the Ocean Grove Hotel now and to actually go in there and fix it all it would just be like 
so much money. Yeah. Just we did a walkthrough a couple of weeks ago and, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I also think the culture, like particularly in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of band culture. Like, I mean, I lived in Melbourne and you could go see a band every night of the week and a really good band. We don't have that culture anymore. So I think it was a period in kind of Australian culture the band culture, which, yeah, it's a shame that we don't have it. But I still think maybe we could pull some of these bands together and do a bit of a concert or something. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I tell you my best, the best story that's come so far? It's a really good story. <laughs> so um, it was 1982 and Australia Crawl had played in Warnable and they had to go to Ocean Grove, to the Colandina for the next concert. They were really tired. And I think it was a family friend of James, who stalked Jackie, had a pilot's licence and a light plane. Anyhow, so I believe they kind of rock, paper, scissored as to who was going on the plane and then the rest of the band were going to go in the band, you know, the van and drive to Ocean Grove along the Great Ocean Road. Anyhow, so... James, Brad, and Simon Binks. Simon Binks is actually the lead guitarist who gave me this story. They were the lucky ones that got to go on the plane. Or lucky might be a bit questionable. But anyhow, the rest of them travelled along and set off to Ocean Grove. The backstory here is that Simon's dad was in the Air Force and in 1946 his plane just plummeted out of the air into the water out of that stretch of Bass Strait, apparently out from Warrnambool, that the water and airspace is like a Bermuda Triangle and all this weird stuff happens. He actually sent me his little newspaper clipping from 1946 when this did happen for his dad. His dad survived, but a couple of the other crew passed away. So this is in the back of his mind when they set out. So, of course, a crazy wind starts up and the plane was getting pulled out more towards Bass Strait and they all got really scared and the pilot was trying to get it back on course but it was a really really strong wind and at one point the plane kind of went sideways and the passenger door opened and James Rain who had buzzed the front seat nearly fell out because he was looking at the ocean so anyhow (laughs) this all went on they all thought they were going to die And then the pilot valiantly got the plane back kind of on course, but they had to do an emergency landing. So they landed in a paddock somewhere between Warrnambool and Ocean Grove. They didn't really know where they were because they didn't have mobile phones and stuff like that, but they knew that they weren't far from the Great Ocean Road. So they walked there and then hitchhiked. And anyhow, first vehicle that came along was the van with the rest of the band. Hilarious. <laughs> so, what a great story that is. That is so. such a great story. Oh, God. That's and the best. That is the van. Best. The guy it's such a there. great story. <laughs> they would have just been like, oh, probably already had a few drinks, relaxing, like whatever, and then you just get these three terrified band members coming yeah. on. Another thing that I actually didn't even know, and I don't even know how I didn't know it, Downhearted, the film clip, was filmed at Ocean Grove Hotel. Well, 
Not quite. Not okay. quite. We saw that. Someone told us that and anyhow we watched it and we saw the black and white floor. But now my my mate Simon from Australian Crawl, I messaged him and said, Simon, was the Colandina where it was filmed? And he's like, no, it wasn't. It was a crappy little bar in Melbourne and it was the worst film clip ever. So it was a little bit of a false lead there. So... But anyhow, they played there a lot. Yep. So, and apparently they used to stay, and you could, you, Callie, you might know this, a house called the Colandina, a big white house, kind of near Colandina Road and Shell Road. I don't know, I'll have to go and stalk it. But apparently they used to stay there a lot when they did play. I knew they stayed, well, they didn't stay in the caravan park, which is behind the Colandina pub or anything, or in the cabins, or well, they weren't cabins then, but. I knew that, that, yeah, we all knew they stayed somewhere, mm. but not all of us ever, you know, we didn't find out where because can you imagine if well, we lucky, all knew where James lucky Rowan I wasn't was? Around. Lucky I wasn't around then because I would have found out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I found out for sure. Oh, oh. God, hysterical. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so you, you must have heard some really good, like, funny and, and not even funny but just... I don't know, exciting stories from people. Yeah, absolutely. There's one guy, hang on, let me just, Jeffrey Stapleton, who's from a band called The Aliens, but then he went on to be in Gangajang and now he's quite a famous artist. He lives in South Australia. But anyhow, The Aliens played there on the 31st of March 1979. So part of my researching, I'm stalking lots of people and sending them messages on Facebook and a lot of band people can't remember, can't recall details because of the relentless touring, the drugs and the alcohol. But anyhow, I asked this guy and anyhow, he's, he messaged me back and he's like, well, Karen, actually I've kept diaries all my life. And I looked up that date and I actually have a journal entry. So that was really, really um, wow. interesting. He sent, he sent that through. It wasn't particularly, it didn't paint a very glamorous picture of the Colandina, but I, they were kind of just starting out to get bands. We spoke with a chap called Jack Green who played in Red House. Kelly, have you heard of that band before? They went on to form the John Dallimore band, but they were really big, kind of late 60s, early 70s, and they actually played on Countdown quite a few times, but Countdown oh, right. tapes, so there's only one little recording of them left. But anyhow, this guy, Jack Green, he was in the band, but he pretty much started with Mr. Ocapinti, the whole band scene, in the late 70s at the Colandina. So, yeah. Wow. That's pretty there you interesting. Go. Yeah. yeah. How far does it go back? Like when, what, what, what's your furthest? So we think it was built in 1971 mm-hmm. and the guy that built it, I've only got his first name, Charlie. It might be Charlie Higgins. I think it could be that. And this is all hearsay. But from what I gather, he was a bit of a Walt Disney, had these big, you know, big visions about the place. So it was meant to be because at one point it was called a resort hotel. So he wanted it to be a resort. Hence there was a pool, hence the palm trees, hence the squash courts. And he wanted to make it be and the caravan park and the units and 
all of that stuff and he wanted to have a big golf course and there was a plane landing way as well. So he had this great big huge vision and the boathouse itself when it was first built had um, parquetry floors and a spiral staircase. Then it all got remodelled for bands. And 1982 was the biggest year for the band. So there were these two guys and they were both about 25. So Bob Berger and Chris Colliver, surfy dudes from Ocean Grove, with a lot of bravado, took on organising the bands. So Chris had some contacts with people in Melbourne, but Bob didn't, but he just liked music. And they were the ones that got Simple Minds, that got Tina Turner, that got Split mm, wow. in Excess. Like it was a massive, massive year for bands. And they actually paid $10,000 for Tina Turner to come in 1982 mm-hmm. and tickets were $10 each. So they kind of didn't really even make money on Turner. But when I was interviewing, we just wanted to do it for the love of it. And it was like a really big kick to get someone as big as, you know, Tina Turner there. That's amazing. What did you say it was called? Because it just sort of blurred out when you said what he called the resort. What did he call the pub? The Colandina Resort. Oh, okay. It was called the Colandina Resort. That's what it was. Yeah, It's been through a few different names um, apparently, but that's what it started off as. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Um, Well, I, my, memory of it was uh, we used to actually have a caravan at the Colandina Caravan Park when I was probably 13 or 14. So I was born in 1972. That would have been around like when that was all happening. And I remember one year um, and, you know, I was a kid, so obviously I wasn't a part of it, but I remember one year there was a big Goanna sign and Goanna were playing there. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, that's interesting. Goanna's playing there. Yeah, I, other than that, that's that's all my, like, memory of it. But I did know that there was bands there and, yeah, the, I've probably heard a lot of stories but not really paid much attention, you know. So it's so good. So what are you going to do with the book? Like, what's how's the book going to look and is it going to be like a coffee table book? I think it will be a coffee table book because people have sent in their photos, not that there's a lot of photos, but we have got a few and posters and even autographs and things like that. So I'm thinking the aesthetic that I think we'll be going for is a coffee table book, but it'll be a, a like a bit of a um, photo album with obviously there'll be people's stories in there and some narrative, but then, you know, we want the visuals and stuff as well. So I think that's what we'll kind of be looking for or going for. I think that's the best way to put it all together. And we're looking for my photo, Karen, of Manpower. They were there and there is a photo. (laughs) I'm not incriminated in the photo, so I'm happy to share it. (laughs) But it was um, Jamie Jury and you remember he was part of Manpower and they were just hot. Like they were just these beautiful creatures. Anyway, my friends, well, the real friends, they set it up because it was my birthday and they came and got me from our table and took me oh. up on stage. Oh, <laughs> yuck. It's just not my thing. And, um, you know, oh, God. It was just... Cringe. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, Jack. It was just one of those moments where my girlfriends were like, oh, I would have done it for you. And I'm like, well, wish you told me that. Bloody hell. It's just... <laughs> but I'm looking for the photo. 
And I will talk to my brother, Chuck, getting to contact you. Yeah, yeah that'll, be, that'll be really good because we're really keen to hear about ACDC. We understand that they actually played at the footy club as well. So, yeah. Ocean Grove. Yeah, yeah. So I've spoken yeah. to one chap who said that they played there. Yeah, look, there's a lot of, like, there's a rumour too that Johnny Cash played there, but I haven't met anyone who said anything about Johnny Cash because that would be pretty amazing. Um, he did tour a we can't, we can't find anything, so. You, have you found a good cohort of people from that era, like who would be in their late 50s, early 60s to talk to? So we were trying to get a lot of stories from social media, but some of that age group aren't actually on no. social media. So the no, job no. advisor contacted us and ran a story and we were like, oh, this would be really cool. We actually didn't get very many people contacted, okay. but we did get right. a few, and they were really, really good, the people that contacted us. So yeah. I just interviewed today a guy who actually interviewed Sir Bob Geldof in 1994 because he toured there with Bob Geldof and the Happy Clubsters, they were called, and he was a music <sighs> journalist from the Geelong Addy. So there, there has been a few people that have contacted us outside of social media. It, it, look, it is tricky. But, and the thing too is that it wasn't just an ocean growth thing because people used to travel for so far to come and see the gigs mm. here. At the Gun Club who toured here in 1983 were a really alternative band. So heaps of groovy people from St Kilda drove, you know, the goths from St Kilda drove <laughs> <laughs> Ocean Grove for the night just to see them. And that was a really interesting um, concert too because the lead singer, his band pretty much dumped him at um, Seattle Airport and he came over here without a band. And so he got a couple of the Johnnies. I don't know if you know that band, but they're a, a Sydney-based band. I think a couple of them live in Melbourne now, but they joined him for the tour. So, yeah, that was really quite interesting. Yeah. So Wow. Well, look, let me do some, um, I'll do some sleuthing because a lot of the people that I grew up with, so I'm 51, so I was that little bit young, too young to see a lot of them. And I'd get yeah. in, I would have been 15, 16 years old, and I really didn't give a shit who was on the stage. Now I can't believe I didn't care, but I was too busy checking out the boys, you know, like it just, we, totally I don't think we realised what we were in the midst of. We didn't understand that this just didn't happen everywhere. We didn't no, understand it was sort of, they just, it, they were almost jamming at the Colindina. Yeah. Yeah, it was the warm-up gig for lots of national tours. But the thing too, like I've reflected on, like I've been to so many amazing gigs, but if I had to call specifics, I couldn't really. I could say, oh, yeah, that was a good gig. It's only if something completely different happened or something bad happened that it would come to mind or if I met one of the band. So, but the thing what there was that a lot of people actually did meet the band because they stayed in the unit out the back or they stayed in Ocean I Park. know. Milk and we'd all go out the, the back where there was a little pool. Yeah. I yeah. always stayed back because I it was all a bit much for me. I was just going, oh, my goodness, look at all these people. And I was always scared they were going to, like, throw me in the pool. But, you know, <laughs> 
if anyone was walking around with a bottle of booze, the bouncers, that they had to kind of grab it off them. So he, one night, it was really busy, this guy in a rugby um, top went past him with a bottle of Jim Beam and he kind of grabbed him by the scruff and anyhow his co-worker said, hey, you can't do that. And he was Scottish. I can't do the Scottish accent. He's like, it's Jimmy Barnes. And he like looked at him and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And at the end of the night, apparently after gigs, they'd all sit down, have a few drinks and a chat. And he said to Jimmy, look, I'm really sorry about that, mate. He's like, no, I, you know, totally. It could have been any, I know, I think there was a swear word or two um, involved there. Um, But yeah, I'm pleased that you did that. So I spoke to a guy who worked with the local council around noise kind of control and everything. And they used to get heaps of complaints. But Cold Chisel were by far the loudest band that ever played there. But the band that caused them to, they had to um, move the shows a whole lot earlier were Meek Little Monday Rock. So that was the band that, yeah, they had to start the shows at six o'clock or something instead and be finished by 10. Oh, so he could go to bed or something. So what can our listeners do for you, Karen? Like when we put this out, the podcast and you know, I think it's a, a great thing. Like I love history and, you know, love music as well So and love the Dina. So it's all a three-peat. But, um, but what can our listeners like, you know, a lot of them are locals here on the Ballerine and probably may have connections or whatever, but what can they do to help you? Yeah, well, I'd love to. Anyone that worked there, went a punter who went there, or if you're a musician and play there, love to hear from you. So there is our Music Fans of the Colondina Facebook group, so you can join that. Or you can shoot me an email. So it's karenoliver444 at gmail.com. Three fours? Sorry. Yeah, three, three fours. fours. Karenoliver444 at gmail.com. We'll put that in our show notes so that everyone can yeah. see Yeah, that. that'd be fab. So one of the owners, one of the managers in the eighties um, and nineties, shared with his daughter Weedler, um, rented a, a unit together. Well, Kafkin Flats. Did you have you heard anyone talk about Kafkin Flats yet? No. no. So they're the flats um, just around, the, just down towards um, Colandina Beach from Main Street. Oh yeah. Um, they're big and beautiful now, but they used to be the party flats. So everyone would walk there from the Colandina to oh. go to Kathkin Flat. So we'll run down. So Lisa and I, we rented one and, you know, we had buckets everywhere because there were holes in the roof and, you know, our families were mortified <laughs> and we wanted to live there. But, um, you know, you just do what you have to do. But I'll talk to Lisa and um, I know that her dad has passed away, but she might have some memorabilia from him, you know, that would be know. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So fantastic. they they managed it for maybe 10 years. Right. But also Dave Bolton. Have you contacted Dave Bolton? No, okay. I don't think I have. He's my, he's my mate. I'll let him know. If you want to contact him on Facebook just and I'll say, look, Karen Oliver's going to send you a friend request yeah. um, because he was a bouncer there for a very long time and, and worked in the bar, in the bar, but also worked mm. in the bar in the, in the boat shed. Mm. So, oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, um, so I don't know if he, don't know if he has any memory cells left. 
people, a lot of people can't remember stuff and I totally get that. And some people think, oh, I don't really have that much to say. But sometimes it really helps us to confirm that a band mm. did play there. Yeah, so everything's kind of useful as well. And I okay. really... I really love the underage people that went to the gigs and kept diaries because they wrote everything. They met this person yeah. and they got this autograph and they'd have photos. Yeah. And I love their 16-year-old selves that kept diaries. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't even I, – I kept a diary, but I don't know, in between my moving, I've lost most of mine. But I met hunters and collectors and I met uh, Mondo Rock. Whatever, I need to the talk to you some more, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to you some more. <laughs> this friend of yeah. a friend put um, a photo up last night on the Facebook group and I'm looking at it because she's like holding something and I'm like, I can't quite see what you're holding. What is that you're holding? And anyhow, she's like, I'm just trying to cover my legs. And I'm like, what is she talking about? And then I looked at it. She's sitting there with in excess, Michael Hutchins right to her side and one of the... <sighs> Andrew Ferris, I think, is on her other side. I'm like looking at the dog thing, not noticing. So she actually met the whole band. So Uh, I'm like, God, I've got to talk to you. So yeah, there are lots of encounters and everything. everything So yeah. Yeah, That's so great. Well, thank you for coming yeah. on. And um, yeah, we've thank got to you. wrap it up and we'll let you get on with your Sunday evening. But, yeah, we'll definitely, like, post and share. And once we uh, put the uh, podcast out, we'll we'll um, let you know. When when are you planning to sort of get this? How, much, how long are you going to do this research? Oh, well, a lot. we've got a lot, but there's still a lot to know. So I've sort of given myself a year. And Look, I work full time, so I kind of get up every morning at five o'clock and work on it and do bits on the weekend. So we're sort of giving ourselves a year. So probably winter, I'm sort of aiming for winter next year, potentially that it will be all ready to go. Yeah. Can I quickly ask before we leave, Karen, um, how many people have joined your Facebook group? We've got over 500, I think. It's like six or something like that. So that's good. Okay. All right, well, I'll um, I'll do some chasing for you, but it's been so lovely to talk with you. Yeah, yay. See you guys. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks, Karen. Bye. Well, that was a a good show, Jack. (laughs) That was so great. So It's so exciting. I love that, all that thinking about that, and I was thinking of things that I used to do. But, yeah, no, that was a great guest, and we will uh put it on our page so everyone can help out because you know who doesn't love a bit of uh, memorabilia bye we'll we'll see you in a couple of weeks okay ciao perrys thank you for listening to the perry wise women podcast jackie and kelly would love for you to join their collection go to their facebook page perry wise women and join the group let them know who you are what topics you'd like them to discuss and anything else that's on your mind